So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Congratulations to Paul Muncy, just graduated from the Certified Price Reduction course. Man, you know, you could pick up that course, do the course in a couple of hours, and get a significant price reduction on every single listing that you have or will have in the future. It is getting rave reviews. So congratulations, Paul, on graduating from the Certified Price Reduction course. And now for the review of the day. All right, I got a five a star review from Felix Altmeyer. My favorite real estate podcast, five stars. I have been an avid listener to Pat's podcast for a while now. Whenever I have time in the car or while working out, I plug in and listen to Pat and his guests break down exactly what's working for them. After implementing the tactics that I learned on the podcast, I even went forward and took a few of the Rebus University online certifications. I truly believe this podcast has something to offer. We're all agents that have gotten so much value out of this podcast that I feel like I needed to write a review. Thanks, Pat. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want. Or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, we got a nice and a fun and a very, very savvy returning guest today out of Tampa, Florida. I got uh, Mr. Tyler Chef back on the show. And Tyler runs a podcast called The Cashflow Guys. And I've been on that show myself. And Tyler's actually been on this show about 200 episodes ago or so. And um, he also owns a, a residential real estate brokerage, has a buyer's agent, and is making uh, commissions paid by the buyer, right? He's kind of shifted the way real estate is done a little bit. And it's working really well because Tampa is a seller's market. And nothing is really, uh, and a lot of houses are selling pre-MLS. So I like the way he thinks and I like the way he's doing this. And I wanted to get him back on the show so he can kind of talk about this, kind of open your guys' minds as to, you know, there's definitely more than one way to make a commission and don't just automatically assume that you need the traditional way to make a commission, which is through the MLS. So anyways, I, I, I won't talk too much about it. I'll let Tyler talk about it. So without further ado, welcome back, Mr. Tyler. Thank you, Pat. I'm glad to be back again. Hey, buddy, why don't you just give everybody a quick rundown in case they didn't hear your other episode, which, by the way, was episode 533. We talked about tripling your 
investment properties earnings by turning it into a vacation rental like Airbnb. We're not going to talk about that at all uh, because I purposely want to talk about the buyer agent side of things and what you're doing there. But go ahead and tell everybody about yourself. Well, Pat, uh, first of all, I'm a, I've been a real estate agent. I've been licensed since year 2000. You know, they thought the world was going to end in 2000. Well, it didn't. I got my real estate license instead, right? But I was raised by, my mom has been a real estate agent for coming up on almost 50 years now. And I, I was kind of brought up in the business. I remember actually going to, I told a story before, I think, of going to closings as a kid, carrying a suitcase of cash back when interest rates are 18%. As my mom's escort, in other words, we would bring the sellers to the close or bring the buyers to the closings with literally a suitcase full of cash because people were paying with actual greenbacks back then at closings, if you could imagine. Fast forward, you know, I got into the, the market. We did well. I was flipping houses and doing all that back in the early 2000s, made lots of money, lost a little money, paid lots of taxes, stepped out of real estate for a couple of years. But in 2014, I got back in it primarily because I wanted to be an investor. Again, I was flipping houses, but I wanted to get into the investment space, but I needed to eat in the process, right? Because obviously you can't make money overnight as an investor. And I realized I couldn't make money overnight as a realtor either. However, I could get to the finish line a lot faster doing both. And that's when I got back into uh, working as an agent, both a, uh, a buyer's agent and a listing agent. That's kind of what brought me to where I am today. All right. So basically, like uh, you don't pretty much work with anybody unless they're an investor, right? Pretty much no. I mean, we we do take on referrals and things like that, but we don't go out seeking quote unquote retail business per se. However, what you'll find is when you're working with investors, they also need a place to live, as do their their families. And when you <laughs> yeah, and they like you, they know, like, and trust you, and exactly. then they cross yeah. there. Yeah, generally investors have money, so you know that's not bad. They're not buying shacks, so although some are extremely conservative, I find. But anyway, so I, I get it. It makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about uh, uh, this thing here. So, so basically what's happening in Tampa, Florida right now is you got a seller's market, right? There's a time on the market's low. A lot of buyers wanting the same houses. Really pretty much makes it extremely difficult for agents to find houses for investors, right? On yeah. the MLS. It does. It's also... Uh, go ahead. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It's hard for anybody to find a property now. Retail investor doesn't really matter. The, the inventory is at an all-time low. And what we found is that we had to get creative because when you're out representing clients, and there's only so many listings to have. So we could, the traditional mindset is be a listing agent, right? If you're going to live, you got to list, and, and that's all fine and dandy. But when a, a minority of the population is selling their house, if you're only a listing agent, how are you supposed to eat <laughs> the process, right? Fortunately, I've got investment properties, so that feeds me. But generally, you know, an agent that waits around for a listing, when if you only got 10 people in a neighborhood that are listing their property, you get one or two of those, you're going to starve. So we had to start getting creative, and that's kind of where we, how we got to where we are now doing what we're doing. So investors, instead of throwing up their hands in the air and being like, a, you know, I can't find anything in the MLS. I can't buy houses, right? Because I, I, I get overbid, even if I do. If, the, if an investment worthy house shows up in the MLS, it gets 24 offers. And then that makes me think, and I'm just thinking like an investor, that the market's overblown and I'm going to be overpaying. So then I start getting depressed and I say, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't be buying right now. And, and someone, so let's say someone comes to you and they say, Tyler, I love investments. I've done them my whole life, but maybe it's time for me to get out of the biz because it's 
you know, the seller market is for the birds and maybe it's a sign. What do you say? Well, I'd start by saying, you know, if you're buying off the shelf consistently, if that's your source of, of leads, if that's what you're looking at, then of course you're going to run out of inventory. But when you put the shelf aside and you focus on buying problems, whether you're a retail buyer or an investor, frankly, I focus on, we look for the things that are not on the shelf, that are not, that don't have the sign out front, that uh, aren't waving a red flag going, hello, I'm for sale, please take me. I'm an only child, Pat. I don't like competition, right? <laughs> I'm used to being the only game in town. So with that, I knew that I'm better served being direct to the decision maker. So instead of marketing for listings, we changed our tune. We already have a good, strong buyer following. We marketed for people that have properties they want to sell, not necessarily listings. You know, we've got Zillow and Offerpad and all these different companies out there vying for the listing agent's job, correct? I don't think they'll ever be replaced. That's a topic for a whole other podcast, I'm sure. But what I found is that people are receptive to this type of thing. They don't necessarily, a lot of people don't feel they need a listing agent per se, although you and I would probably disagree being agents. What if I could come to them and remove their one objection, which is what most sellers have, I don't need an agent because I don't want to have to spend the money on an agent, right? What if the rules were changed and it didn't cost you anything? What if that? So what we do, Pat, is we spend time educating our buyers, retail or investor buyers. I know his history has taught us that the seller, quote unquote, pays the commission. But at the end of the day, Pat, we both know that in any transaction, there's only one person writing checks and it certainly isn't the, the, the seller. The seller's job is to cash checks. A savvy buyer, retail investor otherwise, realizes that, hey, I can't find anything right now. My, I've got, I'm working with three different agents or I'm on Zillow every day. I can't find, nothing's for sale. Like you said, everything that goes on the market comes right back off the market in 30 seconds. How do we beat this cycle? How do we still be able to buy property? Well, the answer is we've got to get the buyer in, in front of the seller before the seller hits it to the marketplace. Then we're the only ones in the game and it makes life a lot easier. Let me tell you. Yeah. So you basically, and, and here's the thing, I think the reason, and this is a great conversation. I, I, I don't know what the reason is, but I think one of the reasons that the way the system was set up originally with the seller paying the commission was because you had a lot of first time buyers and the buyers are, were cash poor and thereby couldn't pay the commission. And the seller generally had cash, i.e. equity, and can afford to pay the commission. And that is not the case with an investor, right? If, you're, if you don't have cash reserves and, and money in the bank, you know, to a certain degree, you probably shouldn't be investing. So then you went out and you said, okay, well, I am going to charge the buyer and the buyer is going to pay the commission. So tell me how this works. Well, first of all, when I remove my commission from the table, I'm actually, I'm an agent that actually negotiates. In other words, I'll sit down with the seller. We'll have a conversation about price and terms and things like that. I always give the seller the opportunity to uh, accept terms instead of cash for their property, right? Because if my buyer has to come up with cash or go get a mortgage, there's higher costs for them, which means they're not going to be able to pay as much for your property. So we spend a lot of time talking to the sellers but more importantly, we educate the buyers. Hey, look, the minute we remove the one objection, every list, every seller has is commission, right? So if I could take that off the table, it's reasonable to think that I should be able to negotiate you a better deal if my commission is not in the way. Is true or false? That's absolutely true. Right. So I will take my commission and set it aside. 
because it doesn't unless matter. the seller is really analytical and then he's going to be like well if i'm saving the commission you're not going to save it to the buyer but a lot of times that doesn't even come into play they like the initial rush of that they get from looking at that postcard or letter or whatever it is you're sending it says you pay no commission right? right the buyer is paying my fees to find them a house absolutely Brokers and team leaders, are you tired of seeing dwindling numbers at your monthly sales meetings? And I don't mean numbers as far as sales, I mean numbers as far as agents attending. Do you struggle with creating new and exciting content that will not only motivate your agents, but deliver actual results to them? Do you want your agents using proven sales techniques that increase their commissions? We've got the answer for you. Rebus University is launching a Lunch and Learn series you can purchase to provide structure and content to your meetings. The series has 12 30-minute trainings taught by me and top producers from around the world and specifically is designed to increase production for your agents. Plus, when you purchase these trainings, you will also receive significant discounts for the go-getters on your team or in your office who want more training and bigger results. So don't delay. Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams. That's hybendigital.com backslash teams or call Catherine Brower today at 843-749-9900. That's 843-749-9900. And get started with your Rebus University Lunch and Learn. Second thing we do, Pat, is we negotiate in net numbers. For example, let's look at a $100,000 house. Mr. Seller, look, you got an $80,000 mortgage, right? So let's, and I know you want $100,000 for your house, but let's not negotiate on hundred grand because we both know Jimmy the buyer here. 80,000 of his money is going directly to Bank of America. We don't have anything to say about that, do we? No, we don't. So really what we're talking about is your equity. So of your equity, now we're only talking about $20,000. Right or wrong, negotiating over a $20,000 number doesn't hurt as bad as a $100,000 number. There's not as much emotion. Yeah, that's interesting, huh? So we'll work right off of those net numbers and have a really good conversation with the seller. And a good savvy buyer that can do simple math and realize that I can obtain a huge savings if the fund, if the agent's commission is taken out of the equation, if I pick up that tab. Of course, the next piece you'll hear is, I don't have the money, Tyler. I can't afford to pay your commission. Well, we can make it affordable. We can take it as a note and a mortgage. They don't have to pay us on day one. We'll take payments for our commission. And that changes the entire game. Okay, so you're going to have to dumb that one down. So let's say you, you know, Johnny Homebuyer is looking at his $100,000 house and, and he's going to pay us, I don't know, 6 7%, let's say. Uh, for easy math, we'll say 6%, so $6,000 commission. Instead of Johnny Homebuyer coming but to wait the- Wait a minute, he's not going to, well, we probably shouldn't get into it, but whatever. Let's just say he's going to pay you a certain commission. And it may be that, it may be half of that, it may be whatever it is you choose it to be, right? You, right. Could, you could charge whatever the hell you want, right? Exactly. Okay. So let's say the fee is, it doesn't matter what the seller price or the house of the price or the house of the price is, let's say the fee is six grand. Instead of him bringing a $6,000 check to the closing table, handing it to my broker so that the commission is taken care of, we could say, hey, look, 
the way I have things set up my brokers, I pay them $250 flat rate and the rest goes to me. So it's 100% brokerage house. In that case, I can say, look, I don't need all my money today. You can make me monthly payments or annual payments towards my commission until we're paid in full. Initially, buyers are like looking at like I had three heads. But the better you can, as I got better at explaining it over time, they started to see the value in it. Now it's almost to them like the value I can get when I take that commission off the table from the seller is huge. The sellers are thinking of big numbers. They're thinking of that, that whole commission and all these extra costs and all right, this. Right, and, and, and they're thinking, I'm going to be so confused. And like it's going to, yeah. you know, now he's taking, now he just wants to narrow it down to the 20 and then you narrow it down to the 20 and you take out the commission and, and what the buyer negotiates and all that. And then there's nothing left where you could say now, you could say, listen, your, your costs are basically nothing. You got to, you know, you, you might have some transfer taxes and some legal fees or whatever, but you know, it, this is going to be clean. Whatever we come up with, and you're talking to the seller still, is very clean. And, and they like that. And that's why they like, and, and fast. And that's why companies like OfferPad and Open Door and, you know, Zillow iBuyer and all that stuff is so popular because it's so fast and clean and people want that nowadays. You know, have you ever had a buyer, you look at, you sit with a seller and you, and you hand them a net sheet and they look at that big list of numbers. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> instead, what I can just say, Timmy, the net, the bottom line is that sits right now is around thirty thousand. Is that acceptable to you? Thirty thousand dollar net. That's the check that you're going to walk out of closing with your name on it. No, I want thirty five. Okay, Timmy, if we could be at maybe thirty two five, does that make sense? Sounds great, outstanding. Jimmy, you're going to walk away with a check for thirty two thousand five hundred. Sign here. That is such a smoother way of doing things. It's so much easier. Everything else is handled on the buy side. And then, and then, so then the buyer's like, okay, well, you know, uh, I'll hire you, Tyler. You find me a house. I'm looking for a three-bed, two-bath that I can rent for $1,200 a month. Right. You say, and, then, and then on top of that, they say, hey, and I don't have any money. And you say, well, okay, well, they give me 250 bucks up front, and then I'm going to charge you. What do you charge? Like, what, what, how, what, what, what's a typical term that you would give somebody? I usually... It, I make the payment what they want. I usually want to see six or seven percent interest, something fair, but better than I could yeah. do. Right. All right. So you give me seven percent interest uh, uh, over the next what five years or something? Whatever it works out to be. Right. Bigger houses. Sometimes they want a smaller payment. I'll throw it out seven, eight, nine years. You just figure it out for them. Yeah. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. And uh, and then and then you have all those going on, and then you built yourself kind of a passive income. Absolutely from all those. All right. So let's go back to this. So the buyer pays you 250. They, they agree to a note. You go out and find them a house. How are you finding them a house that's not MLS? Primarily direct mail. We're hitting things like tax delinquent number one. Let's say I have a buyer that's looking for terms. A lot of my buyers may have credit challenges. They're looking for maybe seller financing. They've got money, but no credit. I know that when the a property is tax delinquent, I don't care where it is in the country, usually that tells you the property is probably free and clear. The reason for that is the lenders, the mortgage companies, escrow for taxes. Taxes don't get behind when, when they're escrowed unless they have a boo-boo. Yeah, good point. I can deal with a, with a free and clear house. Now, on behalf of my buyer, I can no, go negotiate seller financing terms for them, which is a lot easier when there's no debt on the property. Hmm. But, um, okay, and so what else? Because so, let, let, let's stick with the scenario of uh, I'm an investor, right? Okay. 
because I think a lot of people have investors. They have people raising their hand now saying, you know, I want to get in this game. Uh, the real estate rental property uh, is at an all-time high when it comes to respected being in a respected asset class. Right. And I, so I think more and more people are, are agents that are listening are have people that want to invest and it's a pain in the ass when you know they they keep losing out right to multiple bids or they can't find something so what would the mailing look like that they would send to whoever like first of all who would they send it to and what would the mailing look like for a for an investor wanting to buy a house under the way you've got it set up I believe in keep it simple when it comes to marketing. In other words, fancy photographs, glamour shot of me. Nobody really cares. I've got the face for radio, as they say, right? So (laughs) it it happens. So (laughs) instead, we'll use a bright yellow four by six postcard with typeset font, like a typewriter. And we've tested various messages. Old school font, like like grandma typed it out. Exactly. We typed them a, a note on the front of the postcard and a short summary of the services that we can provide them on the back of the postcard because we've got representing buyers in your area. We're always looking for good properties that'll, that could eventually be rental properties and things like that. We use several different messages, but the difference is, is that we skip all the hype, right? If there's any hype for us, it'll be, hey, market's at an all-time high. Never before in history have markets, has the market's ever been like this. Sell now while the getting's good, things like that. That's about as hype-ish as we'll go. People appreciate a straightforward approach. And I always put in there, one of the first sentences is, we found your information in the Pinellas County public records because one of the most popular questions we get is, how'd you get my information? <laughs> right, and, 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 they, um, and you put their name on it, obviously, to mail it to them, but you put Dear Sally or Dear, Dear Fred on each one, or is it just a, a blanket postcard that's kind of anonymous? We use click to mail and we fill in their information, we have that auto-populate. Okay, what's click-to-mail? Click-to-mail is a mail clearinghouse where you can take a mailing list, for example, the tax delinquent list, okay? And you can upload the seller information, you can put the address of the property in there. Uh, it'll auto-populate the, the subject property address, it'll populate their address, you know, their mailing address if it's different. We'll primarily target owner or non-owner-occupied properties that are free and clear. And we get, like I said, we keep it simple. There's no photographs on the postcards, no nothing. It's, it's information. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text Toolbox to 444-999. That's Toolbox to 444-999. What I've seen 
Pat, is right, especially right now, I just went to my P.O. box today. I had literally had 13 of these massive postcards that look like a billboard on the side of the road, but it's got like politician of the week on there slamming each other. They're like four feet wide, it looks like. They're almost like a banner. <laughs> but my little old school four by six postcard that you probably have when we, when we had those when we were kids in school in a little card yeah. file, bright yellow, no fancy stuff. None of this I've been trying to reach you because I haven't. We're just old school, roll up your sleeves, be honest with the people. Hey, the market may be shifting. Now would be a great time to sell. Here's the good news. I've got buyers that are looking for houses in such and such neighborhood. If you ever thought about selling, we could buy your house and you would not have to pay any real estate commissions. That makes the phone ring. Yeah. And I'll put on there, we are not investors because in that case, I'm not an investor. I buy apartment buildings. Uh, we're licensed agents and I put in our company name and our brokerage name and the whole nine yards and off we go. Yeah. And that kind of makes it seem like you're not going to aggressively try to beat them up either. Give them a like, super low ball. You're just an agent working for someone else. But the buyer is paying the commission and you know you will not have to pay that i i mean i think that makes sense i know i know some other people that are you know do something similar and mail to you know they'll basically they'll take a zip code or a county and take all the rental listings in mls or wherever and look at you know when the leases were written or when they went pending in the mls and if it's like 9 months or more then they'll mail to the absentee owner address for that house because that's a lease that's getting ready to expire. Right. Most likely. And probably a tired landlord. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So and a tired landlord. Yeah. And so it's the same thing. And I, I like the concept. I like, you know, whether you get paid cash, you know, or whether you get paid and you know, whether you get paid a commission by them, you know, paying you or whether you do it on a payment plan or whatever, it's still money. And it's a great way to get all the to to work with you know, just investors. Absolutely. What, do you have any other advice for people who want to maybe work with more and more investors and do this with more and more investors? Well, I would say, number one, get good at sourcing leads. The investor needs you because they need leads. They need things to buy. If you, don't, if you can't produce leads, if all you're going to do is look in the MLS, there's not a huge value proposition there. So be the person that is good at finding opportunity. Spend more time finding opportunity, frankly, than you do buyers. Because you'll find that there's a ton of buyers out there. doesn't matter what the market's doing. There will always be buyers out there. So spend a good amount of time sourcing opportunity. Get to know the agents in your market. Know them well. And are, and are you finding there's still good deals out there? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good to hear. Because I think a lot of people, you know, they get discouraged. They, they assume what they see in the MLS means there's no good deals left. Maybe I should stop buying. But there's plenty of good deals. You just can't. Well, quite frankly, find them in the MLS. I mean, it's kind of like a seller. You know, it's like a, truth be told, right? A seller putting their house on the MLS is like bringing it to an auction with 100 people there versus um, bringing it to an auction on a rainy day where it's, you know, getting ready to be a hurricane and only one person shows up. And, and that's what you're doing. You're creating an auction just for the one person. And the way you do that is you got to go straight to the source. Otherwise, no. There's no good deals, right? Because it's going to be auctioned up. So, I mean, this is fascinating. I appreciate you coming on, Tyler, and, and sharing this today because I like to see people doing different things, you know, rather than ha having agents and their agents just being like, oh, boy, you know, the market sucks. I can't, I can't buy anything. You know, there's multiple bids or you might as well not be an investor in this market, at least in Tampa, because, you know, 
there's nothing available when in reality there's there's just tons you just got to work a little harder for it or do a do do something a little different absolutely so let's talk about your free gift tyler what'd you bring as a free gift today for the rockstar nation in the spirit of working you know, working with the seller from a little different perspective like we talked about today i'm giving away a free cheat sheet on how to negotiate with sellers over the phone a lot of the sellers that we work are out of state out of the area they don't occupy the property. So I put together kind of a flow chart to help kind of keep you on track when you're talking to a seller over the phone. I think it's a valuable resource and um, I'm glad to be able to provide it to you guys. That's awesome, dude. So what I'm going to do, uh, guys, because I want you to listen to Tyler's podcast as well. It's called Cash Flow, guys. So to make this easy, I'm going to put this on hybendigital.com backslash cash flow. Hybendigital.com backslash cash flow number two. I want to say cash flow guys number two. Hybendigital.com backslash cash flow guys number two, the number two. And I'm also going to put it in the agent success toolbox, which could be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444999. I'm also going to put all of Tyler's information up there. I'm going to put uh, his website, any contact information, social media, all that stuff, and his free gift will all be up there hybendigital.com backslash cash flow guys number two. Tyler, thanks so much for coming out here, bro. And definitely next time I'm in Tampa, Florida, I will look you up and we can uh, break some bread. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Pat, for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, Go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.